And we're on. Hello, everybody. We are back on Serenity Now. And today we're going to do a little bit different. We're going to be, uh, you'll see a, a new guest here today. And the reason being is that, you know, we talked about leadership, but we're not talking about leadership just in an organization or business, but also leadership at home. So with me here, I have Ryan Molinero and his daughter, Hello. Sophie. Hi. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Ryan, like, what? Oh, and the other part that we want to talk about is not just leadership in the home, uh, but connecting it with health, fitness, nutrition. And so we want to ask Ryan, how has he led at the home specifically with his daughter, Sophie, and what what he, activities or things that he's gotten in, her involved in at, at whatever age? Yeah. Well, it starts with acknowledging, understanding more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. We explain that a little bit for right. people. Yeah, well, they're watching all the time. Everything you're doing, they're watching. You're talking about children, right? Not the yep. not the government or the yeah, <laughs> children. Okay. Good or bad, they're watching. Right. Um and and it's flattering mm -hmm. and it's also a lot of responsibility. Okay. So you know, if you're doing things that you need to get better at, well, it's going to get recognized, and, you, and you'll see it. You'll see it in your kids. All the good and all the stuff you maybe don't like. Yeah. You know. So you're talking about also, like, being an example. Yeah. Even the good and the bad. Yep. They, they, they notice everything. They observe as a, from a very young age everything that you're doing. Yeah. So you really can't even – a lot of people, they have the thing called fake it till you make it. You know, do it at, at work, be one sort of personality, but then at home be another. And you really – has to this leadership, this idea of what we've been talking about, it really has to go at a keep deep core level yeah. of who you believe you are and what you believe in. Yeah. So, but tell me what what you've done in terms of leadership for the specific Sophie, your children. Um, what 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 activities or what why you decided to do what you're doing? Well, a couple of things were real important. One is that they had a foundation, so I wanted them to have a foundation of movement. I started doing gymnastics movements, I think, when I was 30. Okay. You know, I had many years of... That's, that's, of, that's pretty late for the Olympics, 30 years I, old. I know, I was running a little late. I, <laughs> I had hopes, but <laughs> just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. It took me a little while to get my first muscle up, and then, you know, I'm too in my, far into my 30s. Um, but we... I wanted that foundation to be good. I wanted them to have body awareness, movement. My wife was a dancer. Okay. She explained to me, she's like, listen, in dance, mm -hmm. you, you learn how to observe and replicate okay. and do that in your body. Mm -hmm. So you watch and then you connect it and you create this really strong body awareness, mind body connection. Mm -hmm. And the other area that I wanted was gymnastics. Okay. Right. You and I had talked about this, mm -hmm. how what gymnastics did for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I want to get my my children started at an early age for that awareness. doesn't have to do it their whole life, mm -hmm. right? But getting that, that, creating that foundation so that they know, you know, how their body works. They learn how to fall. They learn how to catch themselves. They learn how to be upside down, mm -hmm. right? And then you start creating all these neural pathways where, when you're upside down, you know where your feet are. Okay. Right? You know how to move your hands in a handstand walk. 
-hmm. right? And then on top of that, then there's the strength component that you start strengthening your body and moving your body more efficiently, right? So, you know, from uh, body awareness to strength to mind-body awareness. Yeah. No, thank you. So maybe we ask Sophie. Sophie, maybe you could tell us in the audience, like, what kind of activities do you do? What are some of the things that you're doing um, and... You know, what sports perhaps, or what are things that your parents have enrolled you in? Um, I do dance and gymnastics. And in gymnastics, we work on bars, floor, vault, beam, trampoline, pit, rope, and lots of other stuff. And this is all just gymnastics? Yeah. Okay, and in dance? We, I work on acro. Um... I work on acro, jazz, tap, and some other skills. Right. And maybe first of all, also tell the audience, how old are you? I'm eight, almost nine. Eight, almost nine. And what, what age did you begin gymnastics and dance? I began uh, gymnastics at 18 months. 18 months? You're, 18 months. I can't even say a year old. But yeah. No, wow. Well, she was, yeah, not two. Okay. Months, yeah. Wow. What? No, you can continue, and I have other questions for you. Uh, and then dance. Um. Well, I started dance. I think at around two years old. Two years old. Okay. Do you remember your first day at gymnastics or dance? No, I don't remember my first day, but I remember some things. I yeah. Did. What was your earliest memories of gymnastics and what you did? My earliest r- memory of gymnastics was when. I was super young, and then they said I'm going to do a makeup class because I missed a class, and I thought it was actually I was putting on makeup. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I didn't know that story. That's fun, Sophie. And then my earliest memory of dance was a class where I got, where one of my friends gave me a jewelry box, and I was working with ribbons across the room and chaussees and stuff. Wow. Do you remember what age you were? You said really early, but do you know what? I think I was like one years old. I mean, like two or th- two or three for gymnastics and like three or four for maybe dance. Okay. And, you know, since, the, and, and you've been doing gymnastics until how long you been, uh, until continuously till now, or did you? I stopped at six, took a break okay. and then got back. When I was about seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half, and you're eight going on nine. And then dance? Um, I think I stopped, um, like, same age, and then didn't get back till I was eight. Okay. And what would you tell everybody some of the benefits of gymnastics? Like, how has it helped you? Well, like, I know how to be upside down. Mm-hmm. I can, I know how to fall. Okay. And like it just it's really helpful because I always like it's easier when I like am falling, I know what to do. Mm. And maybe sometimes if I get upside down, I know what I'm doing and I'm not just like letting myself fall. What was one of the first tricks you learned in gymnastics? Well, the fir- the very first thing I did was walking on a really low beam. It was literally just on the floor holding my parents' hand. Wow. Do you remember that? Yeah. How old were you then? I was 18 months. 18 months? Because that was my first thing I learned. Okay. Wow. Who were you with? 
Daddy and Mommy. Uh, Daddy and Mommy, do you remember that time helping her on the... the oh, I do, for sure. What were your thoughts going through? Because, you know, what, some people might say, like, 18 months. Wow, that's really young to start gymnastics. Is that... Was there any... What was the consideration of starting her at that age, but also some of the things that you were worried about or, you know, some of the factors that you were thinking? They have uh, such a beautiful program for okay. young kids. I mean, boys and girls, and it's parent and, and me class, parent and child. So Okay, so they, they, the class know, is both parents and children. Yeah, at that age. Themselves. So you're holding hands as you walk across a beam. And then it just starts creating these little neural pathways where she starts learning how to walk in balance. And so she started really improving in all of her, her, uh, all of her motor function, mm -hmm. you know, from, from, from that on and, and, and little things, you know, from holding a pencil. Um, and then, you know, her sight, so you know, having the focus. So you're saying just walking on a little piece of beam has helped translate to other areas, coordination with her hands and eyes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Sophie, how old were you? How long did it take you to walk on the beam by yourself without holding mommy and daddy's hand? Well, it depends on what size. Because, okay. like, as soon as I stopped holding our hands, I think I was about, like, two years old. But it was, like, a beam, like, not even really high from the ground. Okay. So it really depends on what height. But I didn't start walking on a beam this high until I was, like, I'd say five, I think. So about five years old, you, you raised the beam up to waist high? Yeah. And okay. Then, like, and so now I can really walk onto a beam like this high. All the way to chest high? Okay. Yeah. Wow, amazing. And then what is the, what do you feel like is the most difficult trick that you've learned in gymnastics? Well, the one that took me, well, rain, the one... Uh, out of what I've learned or what I'm still working on? What you've learned and then what you're still working on. Um, for what I've learned, I've, I'd say the back hip circle. The back hips, hip circle. Can you explain what that is? So you're on the bar like this. Mm -hmm. You do three casts backwards. Like Keep, so you're bouncing off the bar? Yeah, but okay. with your hands still on, Okay. you do three. And on the after the third one, you kind of flip your feet up over the bar and then back right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say was, the, was hardest? the was the hardest one I learned. And how old were you when you learned this one? I was eight. Eight years old. Okay. And how long did it take you to learn it when you started? And um, it took me like about like three or four months to learn that. Okay, well, that's, that's pretty quick. And then what is what is the trick that you're learning now? Well, there's really two. I'm learning like cartwheels, handstands, and that stuff on the beam. Oh, on the beam. Yeah. Wow. That's really tricky. And then also my front handspring. Okay, front handspring. What is a front handspring? So kind of you're like this, and then you jump onto your hands, so then it's kind of like a handstand, then you jump off on back onto your feet. Oh, wow, that sounds difficult. So basically you're standing, and then you're jumping, you're running, and you're jumping on your hands, but then you're bouncing off your hands back to your feet. When you first learn it, you don't normally jump. Okay. So, so you're like lunging or something like that. Yeah, I'm just like this, and I'm Okay, and then you're learning that now, or is that uh, something? I'm that learning that right now. Okay, and when did you start? I actually started last Thursday. Okay, so recently, recently, like we're talking about not even a week, you're learning the handspring. Yeah, and I think I've gotten pretty good because now I can land in kind of like a 
Like a squat? Yeah. Okay. So you're landing on your feet. Squat, yeah. yeah. So you're landing on your feet. That's awesome. Amazing. That's, that's really quick if you just learned last Thursday and yeah. you're already landing on your feet. Oh, that's great. Good job, honey. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not able to land like how I'm supposed to land, like just like coming out and landing like that. So you're working on your landing? Yeah. Amazing. And then you're also working on, you said your handstands? Yeah, handstands. On walking the beam. And walking on my hands on the floor. Oh, okay. And when did you start this? I started this a couple months ago. Okay. Wow. Wow. And you, you also said you're doing the cartwheel on the beam? Yeah. And you've learned that or you're learning that? Um, I'm still learning that. Same with the handstand on the beam because I fall off a lot. And how often do you go to gymnastics uh, every week? Um, I go once a week. Once a week? And you've been going that continuously, almost continuously for that short break since you were 18 months. Here, 18 months. And yeah. then for dance, what are you learning in dance or what have you learned? Um, it depends on what type of dance because there's lots of different categories that I've been doing so really depends on what category okay which um give me one of the categories you said jazz you said um i'll just do jazz i learned the grapevine which okay. is kind of like this you go you're like this then you go backwards open backwards clap like this okay oh nice so i've learned that and what do you think have been the benefits of learning dance for you that you've seen or for people well it really helps with movement because mm -hmm. when you do dance you're you're able to be very sharp in your movement because like you have to do you're moving a lot and like there's lots of turns and you're doing a lot of movement and it can be really fast or really slow so you it really helps you learn how to um like get sharp turns and lots of stuff like that. How would you describe your, your coaches? Well, I'd describe my coaches very encouraging. Like when I don't get a move at first, it, they're, not, they're not like disappointed. They just help me work on it. Okay. So they have expectations, but when you don't, when you don't get it right, they encourage you and help you yeah. to do it right, to yeah. do it better. So you're constantly working on those moves. Yeah. Do they put any like pressure on you to get those moves, or they? No, not really. Okay, great. Um, and then, so if somebody was, you know, starting out, what would you suggest somebody to start out like for gymnastics? Well, I would, I would not go straight to team. Team, okay. Because like. And anyway, you also need to try out. And so, like, for a beginner, I would say apply to an easy one. Don't, like, start in an easy group. Like, really, sometimes I w would also work on the moves you need to work on it in the beginning uh, and through all. Because I'm saying, like, in the beginning, you're new, so... If you don't know a cartwheel, then I'd keep working, working on a cartwheel at first and work on the, and get the beginner moves down before you can move on to handsprings and walking on, walking on your hands. And before you move on to that stuff, I'd try to nail the basics. Nail the basics. Now, is this something that people can learn at home by themselves or do you think that they have to take a class? Do they take a private tutor or 
Right. It depends. Okay. For the private tutor or class, that's really up to you because they're both teaching you the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on which move, if you're going to be learning it from someone else or if you can work on it at home. Mm-hmm. Like a front handspring, I'd definitely try learning that in a class or with a private tutor because that you need special maths at first. Because mm-hmm. when I first attempted a front handspring, um, I... Wi- I was lucky I had a mat because I, I literally rolled over. Okay. I was not able to <laughs> oh, land so it. Okay. So if I tried that at home, I would have hit my head really hard. Mm, so advice. so I depends on what move. But if I was doing a cartwheel or, or a donkey kick, then sure, learn that at home. Okay. Or walking on a beam, but just not a high beam. Mm-hmm. If you were learning to walk on a little beam, then sure, do that at home. Just it depends on what move. If they are a super hard move that you need special mats at first to learn, go to a class. Mm. But if they're a little move like a donkey kick where there's literally no way you could get a serious injury, Mm. then I'd learn it at home. No, go ahead. Well, what I was going to mention here, James, is do you notice um, the... There's this there's this balance of support and demanding, mm-hmm. right? So supportive environment, but still there's a demand. There's an expectation, right? There's an expectation, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's there's you know it's a dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 finding that balance right. in between, and you know if you've noticed, Sophie, she doesn't go every day, mm-hmm. right? Like right. you can get into gymnastics, and if that becomes a thing, you can go four to six hours, you know, three, four days a week, you know, yeah. even at this age. Yeah. But I, I think what I want to call out is how you don't have to do that. Right. There's, there's a fun component or there, there's a, there's a, you know, a, 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 a piece where you go for a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and then you go for as, as long as that is. And if you, someone loves it, then they can, they can go into it more. But I'm, I'm tying into, I'm, I'm a really big fan of Angela Duckworth and her work on grit. Yep. And it's a great book, and all of her other work is really good. She talks about this a lot. Okay. And I felt like that work, her work has helped me in parenting and how I, you know, walk them through some of their uh, sporting and, and different types of... So Angela Duckworth's book named Grit. Yeah. In what ways has it helped you in terms of how you parent your children? Like, what is grit and why the children, what are they going through in terms of... Well, she, she really unpacks um, this idea of talent versus effort, okay. which is a, it's openly debated on many, many different platforms for many years, and mm-hmm. there's different research on it. So she really dives deeper into that, but I think that's what I've found in her research and in, in her material that is incredibly helpful for, for parenting because you really want to help foster effort. Okay. Th- that is what I would say was the most impactful for her work for me was fostering effort within my own home. Yeah. Right. Within myself. Yeah. Um, I happened to score very, very high on her grit scale. Okay. Um, that didn't surprise me, mm-hmm. but it still was good to understand that about myself. But then I sat there and I said, well, I also want my, my children to see how to persevere, how to put forth effort and and what is it and she she breaks it down pretty simply and, and one of them is she says hey ballet mm-hmm. dance um she uses know, these for, examples yeah, as and well. she has daughters but mm-hmm. you know and and 
yes, she uses those examples, but there's other things, you know, for boys and, and gymnastics mm-hmm. is another one, mm-hmm. especially, you know, when, when children are younger, but any sport that's adult guided, right. Mm-hmm. That has this balance of supporting and demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think leadership is like that. You, you find there's a tension that you mentioned. There's, you can be any principle of two extremes, either give them high demands yeah. or just let them be free. And yeah. you can do one or the other, but I think to find the balance of still having expectations but not punishing them for not achieving that. Yeah, well, the one thing I don't do is coach her on the car ride home. <sighs> okay. you know, and that, I'd say that to everyone. You, you want to you be careful of yourself coaching. So explain that. So if we're coaching on the right ride home. What does this mean? So, you know, we've all... We've all seen the movie. We've heard the stories. We've done it maybe ourselves. And, it, and it's hard. You want your child to perform well. You want them to do really well. And you mm-hmm. want them to feel yeah. success. Yeah. And maybe something wasn't put enough effort in in some way. So mm-hmm. then you start saying, you should have passed earlier when you were over there. And, you know, you start going through. Like you're doing like a review. And then kind yeah, of Yeah, you're reviewing. But then what ends up happening is the child is just hearing you just criticize just criticize criticize yeah. criticize criticize yeah and then then at some point you're going to be an adult and then yeah. what are you going to remember remember beyond the criticism and trying to yeah. please the parents and yeah, stuff like that exactly. so what do you do in the car ride home then on the your thought process when you take them back just ask questions ask questions How ask the day yeah yeah encouraging yeah. happy to see you out there love yeah. your effort mm-hmm. yeah no, it's obvious too i mean sophie's articulate right here at eight years old. i don't think i could complete a sentence and also explain why the cartwheel is important or why she's a great mom. So she has a great mom. mom, wouldn't you say, Soph? Yeah. Yeah. How has your parents encouraged you in your sports or encouraged you in your interests, Sophie? Well, like if I didn't pass a level one time, it, it I they would help encourage me to keep going mm-hmm. and help me work on my skills. Like when I didn't, like when I don't pass, they'll. They'll help me work on the skills that I didn't pass, that I need to work on, and they didn't—they're just really encouraging. Yeah, it's great. That's not—that's what you remember about your parents—is encouraging you. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question though: Is that how do you know when it's time to, for both of you, when is to, you know, push through challenging things in the sport, or when it's time to quit? Maybe that's not—maybe not to continue on. I mean, that's—you you hear that? Like, maybe I'm tired, not passionate about. It. Do I? Decide, do I want to quit or do I want to persevere and keep pushing through? How do you find that balance? Well, really depends. Do you really love the sport? If you don't really love it, then why keep doing it? Mm. But if you love it and it's just challenging, then just keep going. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, if you love it, but it's literally impossible and like no one's helping you, no one's encouraging you, and you're just on your own, then maybe I'd stop and just do it at home. Mm. Yeah, great answer. Soccer. Do you want to talk about soccer? Because yeah. we she did soccer a few okay. years. We yeah. tried it. You know, we 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 want to just touch on a broad range of things. How I don't old? I don't believe in early specialization. Yeah. How old was she uh, when you guys put her in soccer? I think first you were five, five years old. Yeah. You had fun then. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, and then it got a little. It gets a little, a little more in competitive, a okay. little more intense. Yeah. Uh, this last year. So how long were you guys doing soccer then? We did season. Okay. And so, what would you say? It wasn't. I didn't really like it anymore. Mm. Yeah. And 
So I just had to keep going for the rest of the season. Then I stopped, and I haven't done soccer since last season. What was it about soccer that you didn't like? Really, uh, um, it was really mostly everything. I didn't except <laughs> except the snacks. Except for the snacks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like the oranges. Yeah, you sneak get snacks anywhere, so I guess soccer. So, I th- but you you. You finished the season. Why did you wait until the end of the season to stop? Because my parents said I had to uh, keep going yeah. for the rest of the season. Okay. And Ryan, what was your thought process behind that? Well, we we're going to start what we, we we're going to finish what we started. Right. You know, you're encouraging, like, wait, wait, if you make a commitment to something, yeah. you're going to finish it until it's done and then find the right appropriate time to quit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure, too, like, it wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't tell me, easy. Tell so, me about I mean, that. It, it wasn't easy, and I think there were some games where it was challenging, mm. right? There was some discomfort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know, I was the coach. Oh, you were the coach. I as was well. the coach. Oh, so, wow! So your own daughter didn't want to play soccer. So think about that challenge where you might start placing real expectations, and I had played soccer growing up. And, okay, you so know, you had that, that helped soccer. me propel into football and yeah. things like that. And yeah, but I, I, you know, I was given an opportunity of well, how am I going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I going to let that take me out to where I'm going to just, you know, throw frustration on top of her and mm-hmm. put pressure and, mm-hmm. you know, it really it's a it's a, it's a fine be, line. well it's a fine line of diving into shame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shame and pressure, and so it was an opportunity for me to choose how I was going to behave. Mm. Yeah. How did it feel when you always said she wasn't interested in soccer anymore? First time, and how did you know? I think initially. I was I was careful in not placing my own expectations on top of her. A lot of parents do that. So I just right. I just really listened. Yeah, so you just listened. I just time. listened. Okay. And Sophie, how was it having your dad as a coach and then a dad at home? How does it Um, I think it was great. If I had to do soccer, I wouldn't want any other coach. Oh. oh. What was so great about your dad as a coach? Well, he was just, like, really understanding, and he always knew what I was, like, thinking. And Make me cry, so. Oh. And then when you said you didn't want to do soccer anymore, what? how did you approach your dad about it? Did you wait, or did you immediately tell him, hey, I don't like this sport? What was your thought process? Well, I didn't really – well, I told him after – Really, our second game. Okay. That's pretty early in the season. Yeah. Right after you just knew, right, during the second game that you didn't like it, or did you already not like it before? But I didn't. I, li- I kind of liked it in the first game because mm-hmm. I was out most of the time. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I, <laughs> so I couldn't really tell that I didn't like it yet until oh. the second game. Second game. In the second game, what made it the second game you knew you didn't like it? Well, really, I just didn't. It's kind of hard to explain. Mm. It just wasn't really fun for me. Okay. When I was kicking the ball around mm-hmm. and just in the sun, it just wasn't my favorite thing. Yeah. How, how many games are there in a season? I really didn't know. I wasn't. It was twelve. Track. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. So the second game, she said I wasn't interested anymore. What? What Not was? A long it? season. So then, what did you do for the other? You know, eight games and practice right I'm yeah. assuming it's not just the game you're also we just worked on skills okay in practice and okay. then in the games it was 
Yeah, you're not going to be in all game, but I, I'd like you to get in for a bit of each game. Okay. And then, Sophie, then, you know, you decided to quit soccer, but you continue with gymnastics and dance. What is it about gymnastics and dance that keeps your interest? It's just hard to explain. It's just really fun. And it's just, like, because, like, I'm always moving, and it's just really fun. It's mm-hmm. it's just something I'm really interested in. Interesting. That's great. Cool. Yeah. And how long do you plan on staying with gymnastics and dance? I don't know. I'm, I honestly never thought about it. I've only been thinking about what I'm doing right now. Mm. That's good. That's yeah. a good philosophy in life. Right. You don't have to go too far. Think about today. Is there any other sports that interest you? Any other interests or hobbies? Yeah, I love horseback riding. Horseback riding. Okay, what about horseback riding, and how did you get interested in this? Horses are my favorite animal. Okay, all right. And then you want to ride them. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure you've told Daddy and Mommy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you so. Know, that's going to be our next date, right? Oh, Next day, are you gonna if you do horseback riding? Are you gonna continue gymnastics and dance too? Three sports. Well, I haven't really planned yet on actually doing uh, a lesson for a while. Mm-hmm. I just every now and then we'll just go horseback riding. Yeah, no, that's great. And and uh, you know, just even taking it back to myself, you know, I started sports at a really early age as well. Gymnastics. Yeah, Jim, I want James. I wanted you to kind of just share how gymnastics has been helpful for you. Yeah, I started a little bit earlier than you, Ryan. I started in junior high, so, <laughs> and then I did. Better than 30. Yeah, so, and I did uh, yeah, gymnastics in high school. Um, That's why you always beat me. Well, so, you know, what it's done for me is made a lot of body awareness, and so a lot of the, like, the calisthenics for, like, doing pull-ups, push-ups, burpees, even in CrossFit muscle-ups, yeah. helped a, a lot. In the fall, Sophie's absolutely right. Whenever we fell down, I would somehow know to not just land on my feet, but it could roll out of it. Yeah. So that absolutely helped. And also just it, it helped build muscle and strength. Yeah. You know, as, as a freshman in high school, one of the things that you could do to earn points was called a ring, ring, um, the iron cross, mm-hmm. which is basically you're on top of these rings and then you lower yourself, uh, your sides, and you're holding yourself only by your arms all the way stretched out like a cross and holding yourself. All That's there. easy. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's easy. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, for even no, those, a, you know, the funny thing I heard is that it's totally true. It's like in CrossFit, learning a muscle on rings is like one of the hardest skills to learn. So it's difficult. It's not Very the first difficult. day thing, it right? Took me a couple years. A couple years, yeah. But you know, in, in gymnastics, they don't even call it a skill. It's just a way to get on the rings. It's not <laughs> like freshmen in <laughs> high school. You jump a, up and get on the rings. It's the first thing you learn, and so it's wow. not even considered a skill. It's just like okay, this is a way to get you on top of the rings and muscle up. So wow. So it's just that's the strength that you learn. There's a lot of different like hollow body positions that you learn that they're way harder than maybe um, a general fitness program can get you in. So if you have children that are interested in a sport or if they don't know what they want to do yet, gymnastics is a great way to just give you a foundation yeah. for any other sport, honestly. You know, I, I know also like we, we Brian and I do CrossFit and you know the, the founder of CrossFit was a gymnastics coach yeah. in, in studying under gymnastics. So the beginning stuff of CrossFit has a lot of gymnastic components as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I also feel like you, uh, you're you able to do things extremely efficiently when you move your body. Like, I think you're two to one for my burpees. It, my burp, two, two of your burpees to one of mine. Yeah. it's What well, it also could be is I'm shorter than you, too. So I don't have yeah, to jump as a lot shorter. Yeah. yeah, a lot way less shorter. A lot of gymnasts are short for some reason. And maybe it's because of all that muscle they built. They bones just can't. 
expand on. I'm kidding. <laughs> the other thing I was going to yeah. uh, bring attention to was, you know, you then went to West Point mm-hmm. and you were in the Army. Yeah. So how, how do you think that helped you there? It, there is that component of perseverance, yeah. right, to continue on and not quit. Um, I would say in gymnastics, though, it was like short sprints and like, you know, like push-ups and sit-ups. I did extremely well. Aerobically, I probably wasn't the best runner. Yeah. Gymnastics, you don't run more than maybe a hundred feet. Yeah. So, and your routines are maybe two minutes or three minutes long. Yeah. So that where there's a weakness, you can supplement that with other cardio or aerobic fitness as well, but still continue. That's where I can to, get you. You get you got me in the strength and everything else. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, but uh, you know, like you said, this is what we want to focus on in serenity is not just you know leadership principles, but how do we lead at home and and not just tell you this is what you should do, but actually live it and yeah. give an example. And honestly, we weren't even going to talk about what Sophie was doing, but she wanted to be on the podcast. She wanted to tell people about what she was doing, what she was learning. And yeah. She basically forced her dad to put her on the podcast. And because you tell, we just, we just put at the last minute, we decided to put her on her and there was no rehearsal. Really? There was nothing. Yep. She was well all Sophie. organic responses and excellent speaker, very articulate already at that age. And she already could describe you know, some of the things that are difficult and easy and why she likes these things and has a real good understanding at her age for, you know, the sport and why she's doing it. Good job, Sophie. So, Sophie, is there anything else you want to tell everybody? Um, in gymnastics, you can learn, like, a lot of movement. Like, on the bar when you're, like, sometimes we'll, we'll make the bar pretty low and we'll hop on the bar and jump off. So it can help you with, like, your jumps and, it can really help you with a lot of stuff. Yeah, so not just gymnastics, but all the other things like jumping on top of a bar, not necessarily in a gymnastic sense, but if you need to run away from the police or something. Or, you know. yeah. I don't think anyone would really want to be running away from the police. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And CC also has morals. So yep. Excellent. Excellent advice, Sophie. Don't run away from the police if you have that opportunity. All right. Is there anything else, Sophie? Ryan, did you want to say anything else closing or some principles I'm you learned? I'm just proud of you, Sophie. Yeah. Sitting here next to you and hearing you speak at eight, almost nine years old, it just just makes my heart leap. Yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. And also, at some places in gymnastics, there are camps. Oh, yeah. Gymnastics camps can also help as You're well. You're doing that right now? Yeah. I was actually at a gymnastics camp this morning. Oh, wow. And in dance... There and there are also gymnastics camps for teams. I don't. I'm not on a gymnastics team, but I'm on a dance team, so I'm doing a dance team camp. Nice. How many people are at these camps? Um, I'd say a lot. Okay. Enough to do like um the whole rainbow of groups plus one color. Cause oh, cool. At our at our camp, we did red, orange, yellow, green, blue, light blue. Purple and pink. That's how many groups there were. Wow. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, there are obviously a lot more questions we can ask in terms of what else, you know, skills specifically, how it's helped in other areas of life. But, you know, I, I think what we could do is that if there's another opportunity that we could ask Sophie back on, if she's learned a new sport maybe, or she's decided to move in a different direction in life, that she can give us an update of what's going on. Just basically tell everybody, like, hey, this is what I've learned. You know, this is what I'm doing. Um, this is my interest, yeah. you know, and obviously the relationship between father and daughter is just immeasurable. It's mm-hmm. simply precious. And I think there's nothing to take away being a father 
I'm yeah. sure. So you'll come on some other time, Soph. Will you have another time? Sure. Thank you. Thanks, honey. All right. Until next time then. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Thanks, Bye. James. Thank you.